You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and I'm delighted to be reconnecting with Patrick Murray after he had a trip to Ireland where he attended the Galway Film Flav, which I know was on Patrick's bucket list for a number of years, and he finally got to get there. And he got to see other parts of Ireland as well, visit parts where his family have come from. Patrick, great to see you. Great to have you back, and I know you had a wonderful time over there. I did. I did. Thank you. And it's great to be back and uh, chatting with you again, uh, Austin. So, Gal- first of all, Galway. You know, there's a buzz about Galway. There's a buzz about Flair. <laughs> there's a buzz about the Arts Festival. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful place to be. It is. I mean, for a, a city of about, uh, I'm thinking 60,000 or something like that, it's an amazing city. It punches way above its weight. There's amazing, uh, beautiful uh, pedestrian streets with all these great shops. And the, I mean, the, uh, the fish and chips are amazing. And, uh, and then this, this, these, these festivals, these arts festivals like the Galway Film Flop. And then, uh, while that was going on, they were already building the stages for the arts festival that was coming shortly afterwards, I imagine. Um, I can't recommend a visit to Galway, uh, more. Like I, I can't recommend it enough to anybody that's ever thinking about going. You know. So you, you got to tick off one mm-hmm. item on the bucket list. Yes. Yes. I've been wanting to come to this festival for over 10 years now. So finally got to go. Um, and it was worth the wait. I had a great time. Yeah. So as an overview of the Galway Film Flat, uh, it runs for mm-hmm. what, it runs for what, about 10 days, does it? Or a little shorter than that. It runs from, um, uh, from Tuesday to Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, it's an international festival. It's interesting. It's for such a, uh, it's a kind of festival you'd expect, like in a in a major center. Um, and in a way, it is. I mean, it is the gateway to the West, I think. But um, it's it's also an international film festival. So while on one hand, it's the place to go to see new Irish films and uh, and and uh, meet with the industry, it also has a large collection of uh, international films. Some of them world premieres, some of them from other festivals like. Uh, like Berlinelle and Sundance, and uh, and they screen really amazingly enough only between two theaters. They manage to pack them all in, and it's nonstop screenings from morning to evening. And then on top of that, they have a uh, a co-production market uh, where people come from all around the world to either pitch films or buy films and uh, and network. And it's uh, it's a wonderful experience. If I'm not mistaken, is Galway one of the festivals that? filmmakers want to get into because if they get through that it is part of the process to get to the likes of Sundance or some of the major festivals I, I think to Sundry yes I think so especially the Irish filmmakers because um, that's where everyone comes to see what's latest in Irish films um, and also it has a really comprehensive uh, shorts film program so it's also a great place um, to get into if you want to be seen by uh people coming from all these other major festivals and uh, as up-and-coming talent. So for, uh, Tuesday to Sunday, um, mm-hmm. did, you get to, did you get to go to bed at all? That's... <laughs> no, I didn't get a lot of sleep, no. <laughs> yeah. So, because I know on some of these things, mm-hmm. one of the bigger problems can be that there's things going on simultaneously. And yes. you, you're torn between, I want to see both of those, but I can't. Did you exactly? Was that one of the issues you had? It was, and what I quickly learned to add. At first, I was, you know, you look at the schedule, like, ah, I mean, they've got, uh, 
you know, Irish industry events at the same time as Irish films. And I'm like, I, I'm trying to decide between the two and, uh, or even just films showing at the same time or crossing over. And then I started to realize, well, wait a minute, like filmmakers are often there. So I started to, what I started to do was be more strategic about it where, uh, sometimes I would arrive for a film just as another one was ending. And another programmer from another festival would tell me, oh, that was a really great film. So I would seek out the director who's usually hanging out in front of the theater. And then I would just exchange contact and uh, contact information so that I could get a, a copy of a screener so I can watch it later. So I, I started to – so next year, if I go back next year, I'll be uh, even better prepared going in to, to do that. And there's certainly uh, – there's a few that I missed that I would like to see, and I'm looking forward to watching uh, screening copies after the fact. Before we get you to talk about, in general, some of the movies mm-hmm. there, did you see anything there that's – and I'm not asking you to name it, but that specifically that yeah. you, <laughs> you, you, you intend bringing to Ottawa? Oh sure, and and uh, and there's certain, actually I don't mind naming them either. Uh, just saying that I would love to, uh, depending on the circumstances. Like one in particular that stood out that I think would make a great opening night film is uh, Miracle Club. Uh, the only stipulation is like it, it is getting a North American release right now. I just don't know to what degree it's going to play in Ottawa. And uh, with our audience, um, they may not see it anyways. It may fly under the radar for them. Um, and it's kind of a movie you wouldn't mind seeing again or bringing somebody that hadn't seen it. So that's one that would definitely be on my radar. Um, and it's got a great cast with Kathy Bates and Dame Maggie Smith and uh, Stephen Ray and it's and Laura Linney. Uh, so that one stands out for me in a big way. Um, and then there's a few others uh, that uh, I guess we'll have to see how, how it goes as far as uh, what the rest of the programming team thinks once I finally get screeners for them. But that I would definitely push forward as a possible uh, film that I wouldn't mind uh, showing. Um, that I, I have to confess, I did. I have seen the Miracle um, uh, Club. And did you see it at uh, Mayfair? Yeah. No, I saw it at yeah. By, By Town. And it had, oh, it, um, it had um, one of the actresses you had over, or that. Um, That's right. Um, Hazel Duke. Hazel Duke, yeah, she was in that. Was yeah. excellent, yeah. Um, so, overview of what you saw uh, mm-hmm. gives a gives a feel. Um, it was a mix. I mean, some of the films disappointed. Uh, probably one of the biggest ones was the Martini shot. I was looking forward to that. I had uh, quite the cast. Uh, Matthew Modine was in it and John Cleese. And um, most of the cast was there, not John Cleese, but Matthew Modine was there. And and, and the director is actually Canadian. Uh, it's based in the west coast of Ireland. So unfortunately, the best thing about it was all the, uh, the scenery shots. And <laughs> otherwise, it was a miss. But it ended up becoming... Um, it brought not some extra notoriety to the festival because uh, Matthew Modine uh, decided that he wasn't going to participate in the Q&A in support of the uh, strike. Even though my understanding is it started at, mi- at midnight uh, L.A. time and it was Wednesday at 9 p.m. in Galway time. So I'm not so sure that he needed to do that. But uh, after I saw the film, I think he just didn't want to answer for it. But <laughs> that's that's my opinion on it. He was there at the beginning, but uh, I saw him in the, th- in the theater, but he left before the film started. But uh, joking aside, uh, I, you know, as a union member myself, I respect his uh, his principle on it. It's too bad for the festival um, that they brought him there and then he couldn't uh, participate in the Q&A afterwards. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the film itself was a big miss uh, for me. 
And uh, but then there were surprises like Verdigree, which was a very low budget film, but a, a great example of at the end of the day, a great story will carry a film and strong performances from the actors uh, based in uh, that's one. Actually, I would love to chase after uh, be, uh, and with a young up and coming actress that I really like Maya, Maya O'Shea. She was in a couple of films there and she was in Normal People as well uh, previously, which was a popular show out of Ireland or miniseries. So uh, that's a really great one based in North Dublin about an older uh, census taker um, uh, who who encounters this uh, minor living alone and at first is concerned and uh, one, and even considering calling the, the authorities and uh, reporting her so that uh, which, of course, there's a you know, kind of a moral quandary there because you can put her in the system unnecessarily, you know. So they they end up developing a relationship and they get to know each other. And um, it was really a charming film and really interesting. And, uh, and also, you know, great, uh, what I would call a social realist drama as well that really kind of brings home some of uh, the issues around, uh, you know, living in, in, in an inner city especially a large inner city like Dublin and, and the challenges that, that come with that, you know, especially around poverty and, uh, and homelessness. You mentioned earlier on that there was a shorts yeah. series. Yes. Uh, and oftentimes these shorts are powerful. Uh, did you get mm-hmm. to see some of those and what were their highlights there? I did. I did. Um, one in particular actually was uh, quite interesting was a, uh, which may will probably be seen because RTE was a funder of it, uh, where they got um, um, Cole Meany and I forget the name of the actor. It was a British actor uh, to to represent um, uh, William Shakespeare, George Bernard Shaw. Cause apparently, near the end of his life, George Bernard Shaw wrote a play where he debated Shakespeare. <laughs> so they played it out as puppets and stuff like that. And it was really interesting how they did it. And, uh, um, and also interesting to see kind of the inside the mind of Shaw and how he, how he viewed himself versus Shakespeare. And, uh, and then, uh, there was a couple other ones that were really interesting. There was a doc about, uh, 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 a young man that managed to work his way out of, uh, uh, get himself out of, uh, inner city Dublin through, uh, Thai box, kickboxing, which is interesting. Uh, and he's quite an international star at that. Uh, so those are the ones that kind of stuck to me, um, that really stood out for me. And there was a few others too that have kind of blended in because I've seen, I saw so many actually. <laughs> so I know there was one showing that um, I, had, I had seen and I'd mentioned to you much mm-hmm. ado about dying. I don't, did you get to see it? Oh, I think, yes, I did. Is that the one where uh, the uh, during his wake the corpse tries to eat the uh, cake no, no, and it gets slapped no, no, away? No, no, okay. it's a, it's it's an it's an, a, a Shakespearean actor. Oh, okay, you know I think I did miss that one. Yeah. Yes, as you can see, I mean, uh, I know. Uh, pondering uh, death is kind of <laughs> like <laughs> and you also go, black humor. <laughs> you, Sorry, you, you go to you go to a festival like this with a bucket list, but the book the bucket is big, but the time is small. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. and uh, and especially with Irish, I mean, we start talking about much do about dying, or or you start thinking about uh, kind of black humor around death, and, uh, and all of a sudden it really starts to blend in. There could be any number of films that I saw that uh, had that uh, theme attached to it. <laughs> so Patrick have you anything planned for the fall because I know the festival is uh, the Irish festival here in Ottawa is in April but have you anything that you're thinking yes. of doing coming up between now and the end of the year 
Yes, we should be announcing soon the plans for an online uh, documentary fest in the fall, uh, in October, towards the end of October. And uh, hoping maybe a couple of the documentaries I saw here at uh, Galway might might get in there, uh, as well as some others before that uh, that that we that we were looking at that didn't make the cut for uh, for the spring edition of our festival. Right. So yeah. we'll wrap up for today and we'll connect back in a number of weeks time and hopefully when you have plans yes. and they're firming up and we'll be able to talk more about them but uh, would we absolutely would you direct anybody to anywhere if they were looking to say well where can I find out more about these films and what should I be um, what should I be mm-hmm. putting on my bucket list yes absolutely so I would say look for the Miracle Club um, especially as it's a long ways away from our spring festival. So as much as I saw it as a great opening night, it may be played out by then, but so, so we'll definitely look for an opportunity to see that. Um, for a degree, if it does show up, there's a great documentary called Face Down uh, that uh, might show up before um, before I get a chance to show it, or it may not be available to me. And um, and another one is uh, Ballymanus and uh, about uh, a World War II uh, sea mine that went off in a small town in uh, Donegal that killed a bunch of people. And uh, sounds, I guess that sounds awfully uh, dark, but an interesting <laughs> documentary. Yeah. Very interesting documentary. And, uh, and definitely, um, you know, have a look out also for a film that wasn't Irish that I saw, but won the, the uh, Golden Lion um, called Sur la Demont which was about um, based in Paris, about a, a kind of a floating building on the Seine that uh, supports people with disab- intellectual disabilities. It was amazing. I saw that at the festival. Not Irish, but highly recommend it. Sur la Damant. A-D-A-M-A-N-T. <laughs> Patrick, thanks a million for taking the time. Great mm-hmm. reconnecting with you. Great. Thank you.